Well, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh my goodness gracious, you are on a roll today. Man, man, oh man, a beautiful summertime. Your fingers are just jacked up. Pounding those keys on that synthesizer. I said it the first time. Right over there in the studio in our bowels of the building, located on the shores of the mighty Seneca River, feeding out to the Great Lake of Ontario that feeds the St. Lawrence Seaway, the St. Lawrence River that flows north, that flows north past 1,000 miles out to the Atlantic Ocean. 1,000 miles packed during the summertime with vacationers and tourists and beautiful boats. If you make a left, you're going to go all the way over to Buffalo, another place that's really rocking in the summer. And if you go north, you're going to head over into that great city of Ontario. Then we're going to go into the Ontario, but then you're going to keep going north into Toronto. Like we'll take you to Toronto. Beautiful, beautiful city of Toronto. The Toronto Blue Jays. Baseball team. That's right. You, you got all that down, Jim? You got all that? Yeah, big, 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 big news. Yeah, big news. Yeah. You got your tip class. I got a tip for you. You better start wearing some sunscreen. My goodness gracious, you're going to get burned all summer if you don't wear some sunscreen. That Hawaiian shirt ain't going to ain't going to come. Have you been watching the news? That's yeah, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, a lot going on in the news. Hmm? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. You, you, you clean off that synthesizer. We're going to need you at the end of the show. We're going to need some more of that magical music. Are you going to be jamming with anybody anytime soon? Any concerts? Are you going on tour? Anything like that? Nothing Nothing coming up, right, Jim? Jungle Jim. Jungle Jim. That's Jungle Jim, our wonderful musical director of the show that constantly, constantly cranks out that music that just sets the complete tone of this entire podcast. Hi, I'm Tim Marr, and this is Fouling Up. Hope you're having a wonderful summer as we sit here solid in the middle of summer, the dog days of summer. Oh! That's right, the dog days of summer. Wonderful dog days of summer. A lot, a lot of stuff going on. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, this uh, the January 6th committee is just rocking and rolling. Oh, my goodness gracious, rocking and rolling. My goodness gracious. I mean, it, it is such a pivotal moment in our in our history where you have this committee. And I don't care. I don't care if you're Republican or you're Democrat or whoever you are, but they're just laying this out. This, this this time in history when, when there was a coup and attempted overturning of the, the Constitution and being led. I, I mean, I know there's a chair, but it's being led, led by you know, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney's my hero. Liz Cheney, the Republican conservative Liz Cheney is my hero. What a remarkable leader. What a remarkable woman. Strength, smart, my God. Just shivering and putting those... Those, um, for the most part, cowardice men who refuse to to step forward. I'm really cowardice, sixties and seventy year old, eighty year old, cowarding, cowering men, white men. Except for Hawley, he's a little younger. He's a coward too. You saw him sprint through the Capitol. But it just it just pointed out to me, just pointed out to me that really, when you want leadership, true leadership. You know, the real leaders in our history and the real individuals who should be leading, women should be leading. If you look through history, some of the greatest leaders of all time, some of the most courageous figures in our history were women. And I'm not saying that with a surprise. I'm saying that as a statement. I'm making a statement. 
I mean, I, leaders in the church to leaders in politics. You know, it, it's leaders in the battlefield, religious leaders, spiritual leaders. You know, it's funny because men, and they, I guess I'm one, you know, they're so basic. You know, men deal with things in, in a certain way, but wars have been, have been started because men have lost their senses, you know. Now, let's face it, men, men crave kind of like instant things. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to, to uh, you know, dangle things in front, whether it's food or it's sex or it's sports. It's all kind of right there, you know. It's one-dimensional, you know. I like that. But, but the thing that can really, you know, no one, no one can put a man in its place, a heterosexual man, like a woman. You know, she can cause them to shiver because she knows all the secrets. Oh, who are you talking to? Oh, that's all you got? That's what, that wasn't very satisfying. Oh, because they shiver. And it goes back to the day that the one person who can uh, always make you feel as if you're 12 years old is your mother or your aunt or your grandmother or your guardian because they know. There's a sensitivity and an intellect. And you hear you heard a lot in uh, you know recently, and when I say recently in my life, I think you know ten years about emotional intelligence. Oh, you have no emotional intelligence. Well, emotional intelligence is real. You know, it's real. And the confidence that you, you tend to see in women leaders who, who, who are just at their core. At their, for the most part, now there are some, there's Marjorie Taylor Greene and all of those, you know, crazies. They are crazies, so there's always crazies. But even the courageous stand up to the um, crazies. You know, even the courageous stand up to the uh, crazies. Look at OAC. Thanks, everybody. Just look, standing up to the crazies. My, my, standing up, my, my goodness, Jim, what's, Jim, Jungle Jim, what's the matter, did I say OAC, AOC, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, representative, courageous woman, standing up to the others who have threatened her life. But through history, through history, when the leaders, men leaders, male leaders, have always turned in, in, in time, whether it's been uh, religious leaders or political leaders. I mean, look at look at Eleanor Roosevelt. You know, Eleanor Roosevelt rising out of the shadows of the of the first lady to become a a leader during her period, an influential influential leader, a voice, a strong voice, taking up causes of rights and for those suffering and in poverty. I mean, just think of that. I loved her quote. No one can make you inferior without your permission. Eleanor Roosevelt. Amazing woman, Eleanor Roosevelt. I mean, amazing woman. Uh, really, you know, a uh, groundbreaker. You know, known for her, um, her advocacy, particularly in being outspoken for civil rights for African Americans when it was just not popular to do. You know, she was the first presidential spouse. Listen, the first presidential spouse to hold regular news conferences, write in daily newspaper columns write monthly magazine columns. She hosted her own weekly radio show, and she had speak at the nation conventions. She knew her voice, and she publicly disagreed. She publicly disagreed with the policies of her husband. 
She advocated for civil rights and for women in the workplace and African-Americans, Asian-Americans. She was so ahead of her time. She was one of the greatest leaders we've ever had. Eleanor Roosevelt, way ahead of her time. Think when she was doing this. A woman of strength and dignity and intellect and sensibility. There's a balance. You know, there's... There's a balance when um, there's when I go back to emotional intelligence. There's more of a well-rounded perspective that I believe women have when it comes to leadership that men neglect. I think there's more of a uh, empathy. I think there's more of a, um, in some cases, an ethical piece. I think there's more of a case where there might be more caring for for the for the human. Now, don't get me wrong. Not everybody's perfect, but I think the qualities of leadership are more are more natural. And I think it's time that we handed it over and just admitted that. I mean, if you look back, if you look at all the troubles in the Catholic Church over the last, what, 15 years with the sexual um, abuse crisis, I don't call it a scandal, it's a crisis, and the, the biggest part of any, well, it's a scandal, the biggest part of any scandal is the cover-up. It's the cover-up. I guarantee you, not because of um, uh, sexual preference or, I mean, pedophiles are pedophiles. But I guarantee you that if the Catholic Church were run by women, or if women held leadership roles in the Catholic Church, that scandal would not have occurred. I, I would guarantee you that scandal would not have occurred because, because of the, the, the sensitivity and because of the ethics, they would there would not have been a cover up. There would not have been this brotherhood. You know that that brotherhood can be good and that brotherhood can be bad. There would have not been this fraternity, this cover up to keep this image, this power. You know the Catholic Church became this man dominated, male dominated power, political centric uh, organization, losing what Christianity was originally founded on. The words of of this radical uh, prophet radical prophet who was preaching love and peace and then you know it got into power and then you know there was a time when the popes it was like the mafia popes were killing popes and cardinals were like their you know second in command and they were knocking off sons and there, there was assassins on popes all this stuff because but i don't think that would have happened i don't think that would have happened if the if those that were intended to truly lead led listen to this jim who was Jesus Christ's closest apostle. Who is the most influential apostle that I believe for Jesus? Who is the most influential apostle, apostle in the formation prior of the of the, the most apostle was Mary Magdala, a former prostitute, was the most courageous and influential apostle, more than any of the other twelve. More than any of the others. She's the one who stuck around when he got crucified. She's the one who found him missing when he rose. She had the courage. She didn't run. She didn't hide. You know, who's the most influential and you know figure? You know, the mother Mary, the mother, the mother, the blessed is the most influential, I believe, figure. The mother. The Blessed Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary is the most, I think, influential uh, figure. Who appeared at Fanima? The Blessed Mother. I mean, this this is, women are meant to lead. 
without question. But at every turn, they get suppressed or they get over overrun or overwrought. And what happens? We end up getting all screwed up. We end up getting all screwed over. And these courageous women in history, Joan of Arc, Joan of Arc, burned at the stake. Joan of Arc, amazing. You know, Cleopatra, intellectually, you know, Cleopatra was like a genius, you know, a genius, never given the credit she was deserved. You know, revolutionary scientist, leader, you know. I mean, gee, what are we, we're, to, and we're you know, these are, these are people, individuals who made decisions, who felt balance and who put the fear of God in their enemies and were courageous. I mean, courage, Joan of Arc became a saint in the Catholic Church years after she was um, burnt at the stake. Years. You know, Joan of Arc, um, she's, she is a heroine, a heroine of France, a heroine. Is this the reason? Yeah. Because she led them in the siege of Orleans and the coronation of Charles the seventh of France during the Hundred Years' War against England, that hers, she was successfully leading several French military actions. It was her, Joan of Arc, who took on the English. And when they captured her, they burned her at the stake. Burned her at the stake. That's courage. And then 25 years later, it was, 25 years later, it was overturned and she became a saint. What kind of courage is that? That's the kind of leadership that's the leadership I see in Liz Cheney when she sits there with her intelligence and her direct questioning. And those that cower behind a, a, a leader, a dictator, and they cower. And mainly they're men and they cower behind this guy. I mean, none of, none of these other, as she referred to them, these... I refer to them as old white men have the balls to stand for. She just, this woman just essentially destroyed her career, destroyed her career, career based on ethics, destroyed her career based on what is right. That's why if you had them leading the Catholic Church, what was right would have been done. It would have been done. No doubt about it. I think it's time to hand over the reins. I think it's time to, to, to have those... I think, you know, we've had enough, you know, name me, name me, you know, in the past 50, the past 70, 80 years, I think of the worst, you know, dictators and those in history, Hitler, man, I mean, Hitler, man, Mussolini, boom, uh, who else we got, you know, name him, the little guy over in Korea, boom, he's a guy, Putin, hmm? you know what I mean, that's what we're looking at. It's time, it's time to, to pass it over. It's time to give it another shot. It's time to admit that, you know what, for a long time, it just hasn't been going right. And I believe, I believe that um, the makeup and the mentality and, and, and the entire being, that it's time. It's time to let women lead. I mean, you look at Mother Teresa caring. I mean, uh, in arts and culture. In athletics, it's time. I mean, there are certain things, but when it comes to leadership, and that doesn't mean we just start handing the torch over, it's time to take a look because, it, it, you know, it hasn't gotten better. It just hasn't gotten better, you know.
And the definition of insanity is when you keep doing the same thing over and over again and you expect it to change and get better. Well, you know what? It hasn't gotten better. We keep putting these guys into the White House. We keep expecting it's time for a change. You know, it's time to, to admit that some of the greatest leaders in our history of the world, in our history of the world, are female, are women, with that makeup. And the most courageous individuals currently, some of the most courageous individuals currently, are women. Look who's coming forward and testifying and throwing their, we're talking 20-something-year-old women from the White House coming forward. Remember, who here is 24 years old, you're just starting your career, you had a job in the White House, you're being threatened by a former president. You're being threatened, but yet you sit there on national television and you testify and tell the truth for the betterment of the Constitution in the United States of America, knowing that at 24 years old, you just burned your entire career probably. At 24 years old, you're receiving death threats. Incredible. Incredible courage. Those are leaders. Those are leaders. That's what you want in a leader. Putting self aside, caring about the bigger picture, not becoming, not getting into the boys' club, whether it's a, a group of priests, a group of senators, a group of bosses in the boardroom. And that's what we've become. We've become this group, this fraternity. There's nothing healthy about a fraternity. That's why all these old old men's clubs they have, you know, they're not they're not sustainable, they're not healthy, you know. Unless a guy's telling each other how great they are. Oh, I'm so great in the sack. Oh, she loved it. She loved it. Guess what? She didn't love it. Fraternities aren't helpful. You know, diversity would be in a very different place, I believe, if women were leading because they were also an underrepresented group, underrepresented and undersupported. So they understand that. They understand. Female leaders, women leaders understand what it's like to be unrepresented and unsupported and to be screwed over. They understand what it's like. They know what window dressing is. They know what political correctness is. They know what it's like to be wooed one day for a vote and screwed over the next day. The one night stand political process. But they have the courage to lead. The courage. I'm not saying you just, but I'm saying it's time to give that a shot. It's time to give that. Don't you think so, Jim? It's time to give. Because things haven't been working. Things, you know, how many of these shooters, all these shooters, how many of these shooters have been women? How many of these shooters have been girls? I don't think, I'm sure there's one somewhere, but the majority of these massacres and these shooters are not. Go figure. You know, how many... It's time to look at things differently, and it's time to switch over to a different leadership. It's time. I mean, if I look at the Catholic Church itself, I can't believe that the Catholic Church would be having women on the altar and be using women uh, in leadership roles. My gosh, they're, they're the last appendage hanging on. And while they're hanging on, they're, they're hanging on, they're dying. You know, it's like the frog riding across the, the river on the back of a uh, was riding on the back on a snake or something. You know, finally, it gets eaten by the snake. But it just was too stubborn to realize. Well, that's amazing. 
But it's time, I believe it's time for the switch and it's time to understand that what has worked has not worked. And it can't just be window dressing. What do you think? I hear, Jim, I hear you. I hear you cranking it out, Jungle Jim. This is Jim, that's Jungle Jim. Do you play it? Pound those keys, pound them, pound them, pound them. This is failing up. Bye-bye.